Hi everyone, just a quick programming note before we start here. After we recorded this week's episode, it came into the news that Brittany Griner has officially moved to a penal colony in Russia. Uh, we did talk about this being a possibility in a previous episode, but now it is sadly official. So just wanted to disclaimer that we recorded this episode before that came out. And um, yeah, obviously we're very sad about it, but we remain hopeful and we remain to keep you informed and updated. So thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, Free Brittany Griner and enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to the Pickup WNBA podcast. I'm your host, Catherine Niker. And I'm your other host, Freddie Rivas. What's up? And this is episode 34, and we are winners, baby. We're a winner, baby. <laughs> we won two Canadian podcasting awards in sports and in leisure. We were thrilled. This mm-hmm. news came out on Friday, like late Friday night. We decided, you know, we'll, we'll post about it on Monday. Uh, definitely got a lot of social media love. So thank you to everybody who who liked that post and retweeted it and shared it and, and all that good stuff. And a uh, shout out to uh, Michael and Mariana uh, at the Sonar Network for really helping us uh, make that happen. And uh, it was really wild, really exciting times. It was amazing. And yeah, you know, just echoing what you said, uh, we got a lot of, uh, you know, attention and a lot of love. And, um, you know, we hope uh, more folks can find us. And, you know, I want to shout out, um, uh, obviously, Dan Gallia for helping to promote the show. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I don't uh, I don't know her personally, but I really wanted to shout out Karen Unland. Hope I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, who selected us uh, as as part of the award winners um, like which award winners, I guess, to to check out and to listen to. So, you know, she gave us an extra boost. And also um, uh, Jessica from uh, she's the host of uh, CBC Radio Active, Jessica NG on Twitter. Um, yeah, I don't uh, know her either, but uh, I wanted to shout them both out for, you know, giving us a boost. And um, we hope it translates to more people listening and. Yeah, it's, uh, it feels pretty good to to do something that we already have a good time doing and to get, uh, you know, some extra love. So thank you, everybody. Yeah, it's been really cool. And I agree. It was really nice to get that extra bit of love uh, yesterday and today. We got featured on Apple Podcasts uh, main page as as winners to to look out for. So that's also really cool. And, and yeah, it's been really exciting. You know, we're 34 episodes old. We're coming into our own. That's we are, you do yeah. in, That's what you do in your 30s, right? Allegedly. That's right. Allegedly. Yeah, yeah we're, we're starting to figure out, um, <laughs> you know, a, a, a lot of things. I was on uh, uh, Chill Takes, a podcast you've done before um, with uh, Chili Davidson. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, it was an NBA podcast, but uh, they took time to ask me about you know, what they should, what they need to know right now about the WNBA. And uh, again, you know, we always stress we're learning about the WNBA, right? But uh, how natural sort of like the, I guess the main storylines right now came to me 
was sort of yeah it, it was surprising and it, it's fun and you know I, I think we're just scratching the surface of this pod and um you know our our love for the WNBA so it's a good time yeah you're absolutely right just scratching the surface in terms of like what we can do with this podcast but also um how we can grow just help grow the sport in Canada mm-hmm. in general like I think it's big for just growing the WNBA in Canada because I, I don't think there is another WNBA podcast that's based in Canada and the fact that this is getting like you know national media attention is like really really awesome for the sport uh WNBA take notice i.e expansion we're here we're growing people are noticing us yeah we're shining uh, we're the, shining the, the toronto shine maybe that's a name maybe that's weird <laughs> maybe not don't worry about what i said but we're having a good time okay oh my god uh absolutely love it um okay cool well with that you know i also just want to give a quick shout out to my hair i've been having i got my hair done on saturday and I straightened it for like the first time in five years. I'm just really basking in the glory right now. Pretty sure I'm going to have to wash my hair like as soon as we're finished recording. So I'm just kind of enjoying it like that one last hurrah before it's back to the curls. I love my curls, but like the struggle's real, you know? Catherine, it's looking great. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Your hair is glorious uh, on, on, a, on, a, on a bad hair day. And it's looking extra special right oh, now. Oh, man. Let me shout out myself. I'm rocking a mustache. Why? You are rocking because of Movember. I just went for it, and uh, I'm down. I'm like, I like it. Um, we'll see how long I like it for. I, I was trying but, to figure out what was different. Yeah, just I, just, I was. Well, trying to I had a scraggly beard for a while, and right, right was, now I'm just like I, I started shaving, and I'm like, guess what's sticking around? The stash. Wow. Why? No real reason. We'll see how long it lasts, <laughs> but it's here for now. I was I was looking like your face looks longer somehow, even yeah. though the facial hair is horizontal. <laughs> I got a long face. It's like and it's a like it's like the facial hair is horizontal and then it makes your face look more more long, but yeah, not but it, it it suits you. I got a skinny head and a long face. Let's go. Let's talk WNBA pod. <laughs> skinny face <laughs> and a long head sounds like like a cake song. Remember the band? Cake? Yes, it does. Um <laughs> And a long, long. head. <laughs> I was going to say face. Uh, um, love it. All right. So there's a lot to talk about. Um, some fun news for me, for my Phoenix Mercury, who I'm still still claiming, still clinging yeah, on to. Claim them. Uh, Diana Taurasi announced that she is coming back for another season. She was very, you know, Diana Taurasi about it. She was just like, well, hey, I'm working out. So you know what that know, means. So I'm obviously coming back. It was like so perfect. I mean, I know like uh, Diane is a bit uh, polarizing for some people, but I, I just love her. And uh, I I miss her attitude. I miss her swag. Um, excited to see she's coming back. You know, I have a bit of a hot take about it. Mm. And that is, uh, I don't think Diana Taurasi is the kind of personality that'll be able to go out graciously. You know uh, what I, I mean? Yes, I agree <laughs> with that. I also feel like she is someone who is just like wants to absolutely like swallow the record books. Like I feel like mm. she's the, you know, her 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 nickname's the the White Mamba, right? I think she has, you know, uh, for anyone that's a NBA fan, um, 
you know, Kobe's got some records, but one of the most telling records that Kobe has is uh, the most field goals attempted ever in the NBA. Oh, wow. Um, and I think, I think DT uh, is very much like that. She, she is sort of uh, obsessed with basketball and wanting to, you know, win more. And I think she just wants to be the definitive best player ever. And uh, also very selfishly as a fan, I'm happy that she is coming back because, you know, we, we are, are, are new hardcore fans and we got to see Sue Bird go. We got to see Fowles go. So, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm happy slash hopeful that, you know, players like Parker and, um, and Tarasi will, will get to also see them go, but in their own way, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. It would it, it would be quite I feel like it would be kind of devastating to lose them all yeah. in one offseason. Like I that would just feel like a lot, wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean too much. Uh, you know, like let like they're all greats, right? And I think we're, you know, still learning so much about the league. So it's yeah, again, selfishly it's nice to have some time to appreciate the greats. Yeah. And see a little bit of them, you know? Yeah, I mean, not to do another NBA comparison, but it's very like LeBron James right now, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like yeah, they're, exactly. they're clearly not winning a championship and it's really about the the personal stats right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I think like obviously the Phoenix Mercury are a big question mark, you know, um, obviously Brittany Griner is still in Russia mm-hmm. uh, and we have a small update. We'll get to that. But um, yeah, I mean, it's just who who knows i mean they will have a full season hopefully yeah. with key and nurse so that's yeah. something that's... but mm-hmm. um yeah really excited to see her come back i know that's going to be not the best for everyone but i think it's really cool what she's doing at 40 um you know would love to see her i don't know i don't know how long she's going to be able to go but she se- like i don't know like she didn't seem like she was you know, not her prime, but not slowing down to the point where you're like, this is it. She hasn't kicked in her last locker room door. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. She needs to be in a locker room where there's many doors. And um, then she just kicked one of them and who cares? Cause there's other doors there. Um, cool. I, I mean, speaking of Mercury stuff, we can talk about Brittany Griner. Yeah. Um, so essentially the Washington post, uh did an article saying that she's actually met with some u.s officials um they say that she continues to be a top priority but that russia really isn't meeting them fully at the negotiating table although russia has finally acknowledged that negotiations are a thing i feel like i've heard that more than once though but yeah also in this article they said it they said it the exact same way so yeah, I mean, I think the reporting from the Russian side of things is always going to be a little confusing, but um, that they've met with her and that they say that she continues to be a top priority, but that Russia's not really negotiating at the level that uh, the United States is. You know, I mean, I think they obviously they know who they have in Griner, and, um, you know, it's hard to say what exactly they're holding out for, but. Yeah, again, you know, we, we, one thing I think we've mused about so much is just kind of like 
you know, you, you sort of alluded to it, like Russia doesn't appear to be negotiating in good faith. So it's not like there's a two parties that like have equal criteria. And um, yeah, we can't read minds. We don't know international diplomacy. Um, you know, the U.S. and Russia operate very differently. There's a war going on that both countries are involved in. And yeah, it's just there's so much that we'll never know. Um, and I think the very basic thing is we, we keep searching for these small amounts of like progress and that it doesn't even seem like the right word, but I just, it does seem significant when, you know, she's not out of the news, right? Like, so she did meet delegates, like things are, you know, yeah, she remains a, a priority. So I don't want to say that this is like, you know, I don't even want to put it in a camp of like good or bad it's just it's it's a thing you know it's 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 at least not a bad thing that she's still you know front of mind yeah she's not forgotten about which is um is important obviously all right i don't know i don't really have a lot oh, to yeah. say on it at this point it's like free britney grinder and we'll just you know we'll keep reporting and stuff <laughs> you know like fuck, fucking free britney grinder you know do it <laughs> If you're listening, Putin, fucking do it, man. It's fucking um, free here already. Do um, it, okay? Thanks. Bye. Yeah. All right. So- <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that ends up being the social yeah. media clip. Yeah. Yeah. Did you need me to say it? Because I did. Okay. Freer. Thanks. They're just like, who's this Canadian with the mustache? Yeah. Swearing at this us? guy. I didn't take him seriously with the beard. But now that he's got a mustache. Hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. So there's been some uh, coaching news, some coaching swap swaps. Uh, that I like to call the coaching carousel, if you will. Mm-hmm. Do you have another turn of phrase? Uh, I was thinking like coaching musical chairs. Coaching there has musical been... chairs. But uh, musical chairs uh, almost implies that there's only one left. Yeah, yeah, there's only one team to coach. <laughs> it's uh, sorry, there's twelve <laughs> jobs, but now it's going to end with one job. Listen, um, uh, Sandy Brondello won. She coaches all twelve teams now. <laughs> shout out to Sandy. Um, but yeah, there has been some. It has been interesting because I feel like coaches. Uh, generally the coaches that have like left teams are they've, they've kind of switched like the, the vacancies have been filled, filled with like largely known, known parties. And like, even the ones that, you know, I think we're going to get to like, there's assistant coaches. So doesn't seem like anyone is coming out of nowhere here. Please correct me if I'm wrong, but no, I don't think so. Um, in Indiana, they've hired a uh, Christy sides, as their new head coach um she was an assistant with the atlanta dream uh last season and before that was also an assistant with the indiana fever from 2017 to 2019 so she's got lots of experience including experience with the franchise you know she's moved up the ladder she's head coaching now so shout out to her i mean i think like atlanta even though they weren't in the playoffs had a very like hopeful and upward trajectory type season if you're and Indiana, so, you're happy to be Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think, you know, hopefully she kind of gives them some new hope and, and kind of inspires them a bit. Um, 
in Minnesota, they've re-signed Cheryl Reeve mm -hmm. uh, to a multi-year deal. Um, so shout out to the Lynx. A little surprised, to be honest, because I felt like they had a bit of a disappointing season last season. But I think injuries had a lot to do with that. Um, obviously they, you know, Sylvia Fowles is retired, so it'll kind of be interesting to see how they regroup without her, but mm -hmm. also nice to see that she's getting, a, another chance there. And she has a very long resume too. Um, she has, uh, she has, uh, wait, she has four WNBA titles. Yeah. All with Minnesota. All with Minnesota. She's so, also I mean, been to the finals six times. So it's, she definitely, yeah, she's, she's been there like forever. In, she's the longest tenured WNBA coach. She's got to be right. Um, I would, I would assume so. Yeah. So, you know, I think it, it might be one of those scenarios where they're, they're sort of looked at her and they're like, Hey, if you're down with the rebuild, so are we, you know, mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. you, you've been here for, you know, you're the coach. So, mm hmm um yeah absolutely um we, we we also have um latricia trammell trammell uh i'm not 100 sure how to pronounce that i'm so sorry uh taking over the dallas wings and i thought to myself finally the dallas wings do something because remember all last like off season we were looking at the dallas wings and we were like they're doing they've done absolutely nothing and yeah, and they, they've been the team that's like in every they were like had a lot of close games. Like it seemed like they were, you know, good for a long time. Or I mean like sort of like not good for a long time, but like sort of like in the mix, but something's missing. Sorry, if I can interrupt. No, that's okay. I mean, she was an assistant with the Los Angeles Sparks prior to this. Um and I believe this is her first head coaching job, at least in the WNBA. Um, so congratulations to her. Irene, I think the Dallas Wings were a team that needed to shake things up a bit. Uh, I feel like their aspirations have been higher than um, than the results. Yeah, and, and room for optimism. Like I was just checking them out on basketball reference and, you know, they, they've They've made it to the playoffs the past two years. They lost in the first round. So it does seem like a coaching, you know, like a, like bringing in a coach um, is a good idea. Like one thing I read in the, in this uh, coaching carousel article is just is that they they have a lot of players deserving of, of minutes. So maybe, you know, that would suggest that the proper kind of plan could go a long way. You know yeah, I mean? like, it's yeah, like absolutely. this is kind of a strategic move, so it seems like it, you know, it's good timing. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm curious to see if they'll do any player moves um throughout this offseason as well. But I feel like the Dallas Wings is a team I'm gonna be uh, curious about going into next season yeah. for sure. So, Freddie, for this next topic, I'm gonna have to treat you as the expert. And that is potential future prospects. Um, the draft lottery is coming up soon. Uh, I think within the next week or so. So a lot of teams are going to be looking out for these college prospects. Uh, who you've got? Who's intriguing to you right now in the moment? Um, there's a couple different intriguing uh, people, but I, I wanted to just add uh, because it wasn't in the coaching carousel article that I had sent. Uh, I think it's a bit more recent than, than that, but the Connecticut sun 
also got a new coach. Oh, they hired and, someone? Yes, Stephanie White, um, oh, uh, who, who was an assistant of the Sparks. So that 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 is very like kind of breaking news. Um, so I just want to throw that in there, which is exciting. So the coaching carousel is like alive and active. I'm sure we're going to hear more about coaches later and, you know, chat more about like it, almost but... half the teams. I know. Uh, yeah. It's pretty wild. Like, I, is this like coaching week? Is that the deal? Like, is that <laughs> I, as we get more familiar with the off season is like, okay, you better decide. Who th- I mean, maybe it is. Cause it's like, I think the coaches are probably part of the scouting process. And, um, but yeah, like, uh, just sort of using that as a transition. Um, uh, there's a fun uh, WNBA uh, prospects article from Flow Hoops, um, written by um, Kyle Kensing. So you know we're we we're pretty open about our our kind of a college ball intake. We are WNBA fans. We're covering the league. Um, we generally don't watch, especially being in Canada, a lot of college hoops. But, you know, we're getting more familiar and I have heard the name Aaliyah Boston. Uh, I have watched her play. Uh, she has won a title with South Carolina, which is a powerhouse. Um, so Aaliyah Boston seems like this is, uh, you know, the Ryan Howard of, um, you know, uh, this draft. Like she she seems like she's the best player and that she's going to uh, get drafted first overall. You know, I'm sure a lot is going to change because this is kind of just like a check in. Um, a couple other names that were uh, significant. Uh, Jordan Horston uh, was a senior guard from Tennessee. Um, by the way, a lot of seniors here uh, is one thing I noticed. So it seems like a lot of players, you know, I think NBA fans are probably used to the idea of like the one and done. And it doesn't seem like that's much of a thing in the WNBA or, you know, college hoops. It seems like uh, players play four years, three years um, and are headed to the league. Well, um, I mean, a lot of players need careers outside of basketball, like yeah, right, playing, right. So yeah, I'm sure the kind of like um, you know the the degree is probably more important. Um, but uh, yeah, the other names of note: uh, Ashley Jones, uh, another senior guard from Iowa State; Haley Jones, uh, another senior guard from Stanford. Uh, a person I thought was interesting was Elizabeth Kitley. Uh, who's a senior center from Virginia Tech, uh, 6'6". Uh, so that's definitely some serious size coming into the league. Uh, and the last person um, who uh, was kind of featured in this article uh, had some pretty fun... Uh, oh, sorry, uh, there's two more people. Another was a senior guard from UCLA, uh, Charisma Osborne. Um, but the person who uh, I think you know had a, some fun highlights was Maddie. I might be pronouncing this incorrectly, Maddie Segrist. Uh, senior forward from Villanova. Uh, and she seems like a, a pure shooter. So, so the highlights were fun there. Just like like major range too, like well behind the three-point line. So um, yeah, I mean, we'll see which names, uh, you know, are, are still relevant in a couple weeks or a month or whatever. But um, this is kind of our, our, our quick check-in on, on prospects. And, you know, going back to uh, like the fever and, you know, these teams that are like looking for talent, uh, you know, these names are going to matter to them a lot. Right. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I, I think this is good. I mean, we should do, you know, we're not going to cover the NCAA fully, but I think doing these check-ins is really good, especially uh, throughout the off season. So that's exciting for us. Yeah. Good times for us, you know, good times for us. Um, Freddie, you know what that means? 
it's time for your fun question. It is time for my fun question. Um, I, uh, I did loop it in with, um, you know, I think it's fun for our, our, our listeners because this is like sort of a mix between like us having fun and how many times can I say fun in a sentence, but, I don't um, know a lot. uh, no, this is an, an opportunity. Like it's sort of like an egg on face, but also like, we're just embracing the fact that we're learning. So, um, Nancy Lieberman, uh, who, our uh, own Nancy. our own Nancy Lieberman, who we didn't know, uh, and kind of got <laughs> clowned for it in a good way, um, yeah. and learned that she is an absolute legend, uh, and you know just all over uh, the the game of women's basketball, and you know has been in the NBA, and just re- really like a, just a giant of the sport. Um, uh, she got a statue, so someone who we didn't know has officially gotten a statue, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, and it sort of got me thinking, um, who else, uh, in the league, uh, deserves uh, a statue. So that, that's Freddie's fun question is who's, who's someone that you, uh, know of that was in the league or, or is a, a legend that, uh, you think should have a statue. Yeah. I just want to say really quick reading this article about our, um, in ESPN, uh, first of all, the statue is in Old Dominion University, which is Norfolk, uh, Virginia. Uh, I had to Google that. I was like, where the hell is this? Um, but uh, she, this article is like even more impressive than the Wikipedia. Like as I was reading this, I was like, oh my God, like I continue to be amazed even though we've done research on her before like i i just i don't know i feel like i could spend a long time just going through this article and just being in awe of every stat that she has or everything that she's achieved but i i mean i don't know I, i'll spare our, our audience from doing that but I really mean, if, just if i continue to be out, I, sorry i was gonna say if there's anything that jumps out please hit me with it um well, there's a really fun quote here. Not fun. Sorry, the, the word is not fun. But there's a very interesting quote, quote from her here about uh, she was interviewed about the statue. And she said, uh, quote, we're still fighting the fight on so many different levels. She said, am I happy uh, a statue is going up in 2022? Yes. Could have gone up earlier. Sure. But we as women athletes weren't a priority. And I'm not saying this about Old Dominion, but in most people's consciousness, Old Dominion has been uh, has been fantastic to me. Sorry, but in most people's conscious. Oh, I messed up that sentence. Okay, I'll read it again. And I'm not saying this about Old Dominion, but in most people's consciousness, full stop, Old Dominion has been fantastic to me. Then she goes on to say, as women, we have power in numbers. We have powers in numbers. Absolutely economic power and we are going to be able to continue to translate that in sports because sports is a business but there are still jobs i can't get as a woman it's hard to believe because i think i've broken through on enough levels Hmm. but if you're a powerful woman that is scary to some people you still have to be who you are and you have to use the strength that god gave you to help other people wow that is a serious quote yeah, so it was just her. yeah, it was just like a lot that was said. 
um, at this statue unveiling. And I just thought it was poignant to, you know, show that she's, she's, it feels like she's always using her platform, you know, to speak about like what matters to her fighting the good fight. Like she said, continuing to elevate women's basketball is like a lifelong dedication i mean of course it is we know that but just Mm -hmm. even in a moment that is like designed to like kind of bask in your own glory she still used it to like speak out against like you know the things that are holding women back so i just thought that was really cool that she did that it is yeah it's a a powerful thing to you know reflect on this idea that even you know in the moment where you know you're you get to shine there's also this like double you know, it's like weighted where you, where you have to kind of continue to pay it forward. Like you see, you know, what you've done and, and it's, and it's been, it's being appreciated, but at the same time you, you kind of have to, or feel like you need to, you know, embrace the, continue to embrace the fight. You know, I, one thing I read is that, uh, you know, just her advice from, she was talking about her relationship with Muhammad Ali and it's, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, obviously different, you know, types of struggles, but like really, um, really powerful stuff when you know this constant like this this constant mixture of like activism and um, you know you know success and greatness. Yeah, uh, I just want to find the Muhammad Ali quote real quick here. Um, she said, "I needed sports; it gave me direction. I was molded and directed a lot by Muhammad Ali and my friendship with him." At first, I didn't understand when he said, you have to be a champion every day. He was teaching me how to be that person, a giver, not a taker. I did my job on the court, but I care even more about what I'm doing off the court for people. So there you go. Really fun stuff. But uh, back to your fun question, which I fully hijacked. No, um, no, it was a proper hijacking. And very real. Listen, um we gotta respect, because I misunder- gotta respect I, on nancy's name you know I, we we do and i totally misunderstood that this was your fun question in our breakdown because it's just like nancy lieberman like we're gonna take this seriously yeah and i usually put a little little bit behind the uh uh how the sausage is made i usually put <laughs> freddie's fun question and then i write the question and i just straight up did not do that so you know what <laughs> i dropped the ball okay no i think we i think we both did because what i when i read um we won these awards things (laughs) when you said who else should get an award i shouldn't or who else should get a statue i should have known but um with that being said freddie who else deserves a statue okay i got i got an answer i hope uh i'm not taking the very obvious one but um i'm going cheryl miller uh, I think that uh, she's a, you know, legend of the game, uh, and I tried to do some internet sleuthing. Does she to make not sh- have? Yeah, she doesn't have one. Yeah, I mean, here's the deal. This might be another Nancy Lieberman moment where someone listening might be like, "Buddy, she already has a statue. You're an idiot." Um, but I could not find a statue. She she wow. went to uh, South Carolina um, and was a legend there, and. Uh, I know she's in the uh, you know Hall of Fame, but uh, I could not find a Cheryl Miller statue. If there is one, egg on my face. But um, yeah, shout out to uh, Cheryl Miller, and um, she deserves a statue. Lots of iconic photos of her, so 
I mean, turn one of those into a statue. Yeah. Uh, and just don't do, don't, don't make sure it's good. Don't do like the Cristiani Ronaldo thing. I don't know if you remember that, but. Oh, and um, it looks like garbage. It, right? it looks really weird. It's like chin's too big. Make sure you get it right. You know, that's all. I forgot about that. That turned into a meme for it, it time, did. It's hilarious. It? Yeah. Um. Okay. I was just trying to pull up this person's stats real quick, but I'm not. I'm not a good, fast uh, basketball reference person. Um. But my pick, actually, for some reason, I thought about Lisa Leslie, but Lisa Leslie has a statue. I just googled it real quick. Nice. Uh, so shout out to her. That's amazing. So, and because I misunderstood this, I didn't look for somebody right away. But the first person that came to mind was Cheryl Swoops. Oh, nice. It's Cheryl a double Swoops. Cheryl pod. A double Cheryl pod. Cheryl Swoops, I feel like, deserves a statue. She was part of that iconic um, U.S. basketball team in 96 um she won multiple championships with uh the houston comets uh her career average is 15 points uh four rebounds and three assists but i remember her being one of the most uh tenacious players in the league and i feel like it would be great to honor her there's no wrong answer there's no wrong answer here I will say though, I found you a red... feel Stephanie Dolson should get a statue. Yeah. Stephanie Dolson deserves a statue. Enough is enough. <laughs> Clinching buckets, twenty twenty one or twenty twenty, yeah, twenty twenty one finals. Um, I did find that Reggie Miller has a statue. So come on now. Oh wow. Well, Reggie... that makes sense that Reggie would have a statue. I guess. Yeah, but that's what happens when you play your whole career in one spot. <laughs> Brick a lot of threes, but hit a few iconic threes. A few. Definitely more than a few. Yeah, a couple. Um, <laughs> if uh, if you're listening to this podcast uh, and you live in the place where Cheryl Miller very likely has a statue, please uh, take a picture next to it and tag <laughs> me, uh, and I will apologize for it. No, and it feels unbelievable that she wouldn't, doesn't it? Yeah, and I'm, but, I mean, but I maybe just googling the name plus statue. Like, I got to be better than that, you know. Just Google does Cheryl Miller does. That's a big. That might have be the key a here. statue. Uh, it doesn't come up immediately, right? No. Um, I mean, she's won a lot of awards. No, it doesn't. Not at a glance. She okay, does not good. have a statue. At a glance. Phew. So she does. Yeah, that's wild. That's a fun. That's a change.org petition. Right? We're starting. We're starting it here. Starting the campaign. That's a fun. That's a, <laughs> what a fun way to promote the podcast, too. Just doing yeah. Cheryl Miller. She have a statue petition. I love it. Um, that's cool. Um, Freddie, uh, this was a great time as always. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much uh, to everybody uh, listening to the show. Uh, again, we're really uh, honored. We feel really grateful to have won these two awards uh, with the Canadian Podcasting Awards. So thank you all again for being a part of this journey with us. Um, remember, you can follow us at the pickup WNBA pod 
uh, on all your social media channels. Shout out to Dan Gallia for helping us with our social media. We appreciate it so, so much. And yeah, we'll we'll check back in in, in two weeks' time. Uh, free Brittany Griner. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you. Okay, bye. See ya. Thank you.